I really believe that what took place in the vineyard is, is that we were, we were really spoiled in a lot of ways with seeing so much. And what happens is when you get to that place, it, it, it decreases your value for it. It decreases your level of desperation. And so you're not as desperate for it as you once were. And then what takes place is that all of a sudden you also become familiar with the extravagant, you know, works of God. And it becomes familiar and that also decreases an appreciation. And I think what took, began to take place is we kind of had gotten pretty fat, if you will, uh, with seeing so much, being a part of so much. But I think the other part of it, and if you really look at the, 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 the people who were the, who were the big pioneers, the big driving force of the vineyard in its beginning, it was people, it, of course it was John Wimber, Lonnie Frisbee, you know, you had Blaine Cook. These were all passionate evangelists. All of them very committed. I mean, John Wimber towards the end, hardly would any would ever pray for believers anymore. The only people he would pray for were unbelievers. Now he would do the mass call and pray for people in mass, but the one-on-one, -on -one, he reserved that for the unbelievers. And there's a reason for that, I believe. And that is that if you want to see the, the believers continue to get impacted and to see renewal be sustainable, you have to plant the seeds outside the church. Wimber used to always say the meat's in the street. The best stuff that happens is in the street, and that's true. The best of signs and wonders takes place outside of the church. In order to see a higher level of that kingdom activity happening in the church, you have to sow out there, you reap in the church. And we lost that because we, we, we became so pursuant of renewal that we missed the aspect of it's, it's for them. And the scripture clearly says the signs and wonders are for the unbelievers. And so we sort of became rich ourselves. Well, we're good in this area. We're good in this department. You know, we, we've, we've got this. And, and what it did, again, is it dropped in value because we were sort of looking at ourselves. And I include myself in that. I'm not saying that against anybody else. I say that with myself. What began to happen with me is I began to realize there's something that we're not quite hitting here and something that we're not, we're not seeing. And um, I began to, you know, I, I, I began to read John's book on power evangelism again and I began to go, there's something, you know, and it was his biggest seller his, to, the, to date, you know, his biggest selling book was power evangelism. And I began to realize that we, were, we had sort of gotten off that track and no one really picked it up but those three main people. Now there were others that were, you know, evangelists like Ken Gullicks and people like that. But the ones who were really moving in power were those guys. And so I, I, I began to realize that we had to re-engage in that as a value. Now, I had no voice. My church was small. You know, I mean, in a poor urban community, you're not going to run thousands typically. You know, I mean, it was, we, we had, we've impacted thousands, but it's, you know, a, a big, a big struggle in our area for people planting churches. You always have to keep this in mind. The people in those demographics that are coming off drugs, getting out of prostitution, getting out of gang life, once they kind of get cleaned up and on track, they want to get out of that community because they don't want to go back to it. And so they want to sort of move on. 
But what we began to see was that I had kind of thought the vineyard had moved away from us in some ways. Um, but then I began to realize the Lord really began to speak to me and say, no, you know, there's going to come a time where I'm going to use you to be a part of a voice to, 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 to bring this value back. And so it's not necessarily moving back into a method. I think we are seeing a new wave of spirit movement, spirit activity in the vineyard again, but in a different focus. And that's where it comes in with the power of evangelism. And so it's a different move this time. It's not like it was before. It is, it is more intentional. It is in the pursuing of the meat in the street. But because of that, we'll see more sustainable in the churches. And I really believe that's the case. I think that's what has impacted Bethel. And I speak at a lot of Bethel conferences. I mean, theologically, we're definitely different, you know. Um, we definitely see things in a different... They, they, it's been interesting because they've never told me not to talk about the already not yet or anything like that. They've encouraged me to talk about it and um, from my perspective. And, of course, everybody there knows I'm a vineyard pastor, so they know I'm going to introduce that as a part of the subject. But they, there is a value that has been there of power evangelism. The other thing is this. All of that, you know, sort of historically, but the other thing is this, is that when you get to where you get familiar sort of with the extravagant of God, is you kind of slip into a mode of, of not celebrating as much. You're not clapping for it as much. You're not applauding it as much. Not the individuals I'm talking about, but the, the, the thanksgiving of God's power, the thanksgiving for the supernatural. And when that happens, if you don't, I mean, the scripture says, you know, come into his presence. You know, David says with thanksgiving, you know, enter in with praise. I mean, the father loves that. He, he, he wants that. And so coming into that place, whenever we see that, having people regularly up front who share their faith, go pray for their boss and see them healed. Go pray for, you know, a, a woman at a play date with other kids and, and her, you know, next door neighbor or neighbor, you know, is touched and impacted. Sharing those stories. Also the failure stories. When you pray for somebody, they don't get healed. It's still a cause for celebration because that individual obeyed God.